Have you ever wanted to be the first to know if aliens really exist? Well, with Nebula, you can be! Nebula is the streaming service that's home to its Probably Not Aliens, as well as our YouTube channels. And the best part? All of our content goes up early on Nebula. So when we break first contact with E.T., you'll be the first to find out. That's right, you'll be able to listen to the next episode of this show before anyone else. Plus, we post bonus content that you won't find any other place. And the best part? By signing up for Nebula at nebula.tv slash probablynotaliens, you're directly supporting the show and both of us. So don't wait any longer. Join Nebula today and be the first to know if this time it really is aliens. You ever been to Medieval Times? I, my mom really likes Medieval Times, so I have been a shocking amount of times. I have been to Medieval Times when it was like December 22nd and they were like extremely undersold. So like two nights just didn't have anybody rooting for them. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> were any of them the one that had like that, that one in the no, end? No, I think that oh, they, okay. they probably, uh, they probably tweaked the show. I also probably. like, 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 because I lived in the Toronto area and Toronto has, uh, a medieval times. And so my mom, despite the fact that it is possibly the tackiest thing in the Milky Way galaxy, um, <laughs> my mom loved going and would basically like try to work it into any time there was like a birthday or something like that. Or she would be like, oh, yeah, we'd go to medieval times. We could go to medieval times. Oh, you know, oh, you want to have you want to have a princess birthday? Perfect. Medieval times. Yeah. You oh, go you want to have the, the little torture museum uh, for the 23rd time? Cool. Do you want to yeah. see the show that gets progressively shorter every time you go for some reason? That's As, uh, weird, right? Falling hmm. profit rates mean they keep cutting acts from the show. Hmm. Do you want to have the same chicken thigh slash tomato soup in the uh, in the pewter cup? And delicious. Uh, and, and do you want to not eat with forks and knives and spoons? Do they still do that? You, do you have yeah. To yeah, you still have to your hands. Yeah. I mean, it's genuinely fun. It's just, it it's fun. fun. It's a fun f- activity to do once. <laughs> <laughs> one time, one time only. Well, that's why no one was showing up. That's why they were so undersold. <laughs> Everyone took that advice. And now you're just gaming this system. And now you're just like, I get this all to myself. I get all the chicken thighs and all the hand soup that I can <laughs> eat now. Hand soup. Oh my God. Yeah. It, um, that is, that has been fun. I have, yeah, I have, so yes, the answer is yes. I've been to medieval times a uh-huh. disturbing amount of times. Were there any aliens there? Ooh, segue. Mm. Well, uh, horses walk around on their fingers. So yes, that's that's pretty alien to me. There is a part where um, I don't know how they do this, but they have a falconry show mm-hmm. and everyone's just sitting there with their chickens with a falcon flying around. And the falcon right. doesn't think, hey, the falcon has so much self-control. Yeah, I don't need you and your scraps audience member. I'm fed like a king. I'm fed more than the king here at this show. <laughs> I am the falcon. The king makes 1825 an hour <laughs> i make a wheelbarrow full of hand soup yeah um, i was almost uh that was another tv show pitch that i wanted to do at one point and I, i've seriously considered writing it about a sitcom that takes place at like a sort of ren fest type situation uh-huh 
that is like this sort of character driven sitcom about trying to restore a failing renaissance festival and part of it is like there's like a subplot about all of the actors sort of uh-huh. trying to unionize and like the king is Excellent. like trying to lead like a union effort <laughs> the person who plays the king <laughs> about them that's all being underpaid and stuff. that's pretty good um, yeah i tried so hard to segue into the show and then we kept talking about medieval times but i'm okay i'm on board with that you mentioned horses uh do we have to do do we have to see the um, have to see i'm gonna see it anyway but do we have to see the the new jordan peele movie nope about aliens and i think there's some horses in there as well i this is the first i have heard of this movie so i should probably go and check it oh, out what do you like jordan have you seen any other jordan peele movies? i've seen get out yeah and have it was pretty good a, yeah it's great have you seen us you haven't seen us though. no i haven't no that's pretty good too he's got a new one out it's called nope this one's about aliens we gotta Sweet. see it all right we i like aliens obviously i like it. aliens because this is it's probably not aliens the podcast hey. about ancient astronaut theories and ufo conspiracy claims that's right and uh my name is scott nice i know pretty much nothing except for apparently that there's a new jordan peele movie out that's the only thing i have up on tristan my name is tristan johnson and i am uh i am the person who does not know when jordan peele makes a new movie i'm mm. the one who asked that 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 is the one that is my i am like uh, <laughs> i'm a super i'm a superhero who uh-huh. is omniscient but the mm. but my like achilles heel is that i i know absolutely nothing about what jordan yeah. peele is doing that is well, so and when you say you're the one who doesn't know you don't mean just on this podcast you are probably the one person on this continent that we're both on yeah uh, who I mean, doesn't know i have a six month old so i yeah. just and like uh two full-time jobs basically on top of that <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll watch the movie and then make out a bonus episode in Ooh. some capacity. Yeah, we that need could to be fun. We got to cover for some vacations coming later this year. So um, that's right. Probably... I just got back from a vacation. and I have another one right around the corner. Scott, You got so angry at all of the travel that I talked about doing when I was a kid and yep. in my early 20s. That you're like, I gotta catch up. All right, <laughs> screw you, buddy. I'm going to go on a mall now. Well, you <laughs> said I'm not actually traveling. I'm just continuously going to medieval times mm. um, just to see. Just got to see that Falcon my best friend yeah at this point with a kid i'm like uh i'm kind of going into the mode where it's like once the kid can actually go on a trip and like mm-hmm. not hate every part of it uh then we're going to talk about maybe doing trips and i'm thinking of doing like fewer but bigger trips like we're kind of thinking about going mm. to india in a few years and then you can come back and then whenever next time we do a an episode about something in india you'll be like oh yeah i actually went there it's pretty nice and i'll be like oh my god this guy he's been everywhere <laughs> i have uh what's it called i despite the fact that like i have traveled a lot i have i have only ever been to i can do this one two three four six countries i've only been to now two i just <laughs> visited canada for about three hours uh a couple days ago i was i was in canada for all of three hours and i walked around and i was like hey it's pretty good and yeah. then i and then i then i left you're in victoria which i have been told is an extremely pretty place so it is genuinely very i tried so hard to send you the ugliest photo I could find just to be like so this is Canada mm, nothing special about it but it really is very beautiful yeah there. Victoria and like BC in general is known for being like exceptionally beautiful funny fun fact uh, uh about Victoria uh so there's a mm-hmm. university on that island called you University of Victoria or UVic as it's like kind of nicknamed here 
um, that had a bunny infestation. Huh. Okay. All right. So the campus was actually like overrun with rabbits. Overrun with rabbits. And was there a solution put in place for that? Was it rabbit Um, season? So one of my friends uh, uh, was a transfer student from UVic and she was like, they took them and sent them to a place in Texas where they could like live and be free. And I'm like, they did not send them to Texas. They for sure did not do that. (laughs) No, no chance. I'm uh, what's it called? I'm French Canadian and uh, rabbit is a part of our cuisine. So I'm like, everyone ate well that year. (laughs) Hey, this is a podcast about aliens. I think. Oh yeah. 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 This is, this is, this is my French Canadian cuisine podcast. Today we're going to make a tortiere live and with no edits. That's Um, right. And then in between, uh, as things are like simmering, um, I don't know what the word you said was to things simmer in this dish. uh, It's a pie. So you bake it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. As things are baking and potentially simmering, if you did something wrong, then in between those parts, that's when we talk about aliens. Mm -hmm. Uh, We talk about the ancient aliens, the history channel show, and also just ancient astronaut theory. uh, And sometimes just aliens in general as a concept. This increasingly deep, decreasingly coherent uh, topic of a podcast. But, you know, just generally like UFO alien yes. theories. And we we take some alien theories. No, we did theories. that Gosford Glyphs episode and that had nothing to do with UFOs at nothing all. Nothing to so, do with UFOs. Uh, That's never mind. okay. We just do, we just, you know pseudo what? Pseudo-archaeology, yeah. aliens and pseudo-archaeology. And we, and we look at that stuff and we use it to teach you about the real world history behind really cool places and people and cultures and times even. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are we talking about today, Tristan? So, the man who knows things. So this is going to be a really fun one and also a really difficult one for an audio medium. So um, basically we are going to talk and this is one that I think a lot of people are familiar with, but I obviously uh, am not a good barometer of that. But basically this is about the claims that come up that there are paintings of aliens and UFOs scattered throughout medieval and Renaissance paintings from Europe. So as a consequence, we're going to be talking about a lot of paintings today <laughs> ah excellent and i i imagine the audio the the listeners at home will be able to hear the paintings yeah, in some we, capacity somehow we'll just what we'll, we'll, we will just go pixel by pixel and we will tell you what color it is and then yeah you can paint it in in your yeah. your own mind's eye mm-hmm. so this is going to be a very uh right click save as or possible oh, thought fossil can, picture focused can i tell you Tristan, mm-hmm. I have I am already on image four of right clicking and saving as okay, I am we go. way ahead of you. But I also just I'm I'm I got to image four and I'm like never mind. I need to wait till Tristan explains some of these to me. <laughs> but they're pretty fun. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit about hey, what's with all these wacky things and all these paintings? And it's genuinely a cool thing. Um, I think that it says a lot about the context and culture uh, that made them. And I don't think we've done Renaissancey type stuff yet i don't think we i don't think so it's very rare that ancient aliens people actually do stuff about europe so um exactly yeah it's it's fun to see it's fun to see them explore a culture of largely white people i imagine Mm -hmm. yeah so basically the claim is millions of people around the world Mm-hmm. Um, as, as they say all the time, are, are certain that there are famous ancient paintings that provide evidence that aliens exist and have visited our ancestors. Yes, this is the that's the whole claim of the show. Yes. 
So I have uh, broken down the categories of paintings into uh, two major categories. One is uh, pareidolia and the other one is context missing. <laughs> so ah. those are the two we're going to be going down. But they, they and and they if you don't, if you know what those words don't know what those words are I mean if you don't know what pareidolia is I will explain it in a second but basically that they are those are the two major explanations for these things uh, mm-hmm. so we're gonna go on like a little art tour uh, as I also struggle to pronounce words in Italian uh, which will be really fun um, yeah. but it's okay because I have established with my streaming host Mia Mulder that it is okay to make fun of countries if they ever had a colony and luckily ah. Uh, uh, the Italians uh, make a with uh, colonization of Ethiopia. So uh, oh, you can no. do that. Um, Mamma mia. Mamma mia. So oh. this, is, this is the best part is that we get to talk about Europe because they all had colonies. So it is okay. 100% no ambiguity to make fun of the goofy accents or anything. Oh, cool. I'm going to do that. Spaghetti. There's that that is Tristan and Mia's law. If the country had a colony or did colonization at any point in its history, it is free game to be uh, mocked. That Can is. We, is it possible to read? I don't want to cut you out of this law's name, but is it possible to name it Mamma Mia's law? Mamma Mia's law. That is pretty good, too. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go with it. I, I'm, I'm down. So. So, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. Art. What is it? How do we how do we do it? Um, so and and these ones also some of them, they range from being like, OK, come on, ancient aliens. Uh, and then to like, OK, I can see where the mistake is here. Gotcha. So well, let's let's walk through it. We got a whole bunch of paintings that potentially show us that aliens existed back in the day and people were trying to paint aliens or UFOs or things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to look at these little beauties. And yeah, I want to I, I wanna dive into it. All right. So let's talk first about the two uh pareidolia examples we come from yeah and they I both don't, i don't know what that word is you were okay. saying earlier if you don't know what that word is i'll explain it and i was just like that's me i'm one of those that's people. okay that's okay that's what this podcast is for it's for learning it's an educational mm-hmm. podcast yeah. um so so let's let's talk about these two so both but by, by the way both of these uh are by the same obscure italian artist by the name of leonardo da vinci hey um, i've heard of that guy yeah yeah. And so um, there's two paintings that we're talking about. One is called Leonardo, Leonardo's St. John the Baptist. And the other one is Leonardo's Mona Lisa. Um, oh, a famous one. Yeah. So right off the bat. And of course, cl- uh, clinging on to um, iconic paintings. Yeah, I mean, and one's riddled with conspiracy theories. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the, let's start with uh, let's start with uh, Saint John the Baptist, which was a painting he did in. Both of these are actually from around the same time. Uh, okay. Saint John the Baptist, he worked on from 1513 to 1516. Um, it's it's a painting of Saint John the Baptist. Cool. Uh, doing the famous Leonardo da Vinci pointing the index finger at the sky thing. But basically, and this is this is the one where it's like, okay, ancient aliens, go home. You're drunk. Um, they, they, <laughs> uh-huh. they, they, they were like, okay, if you are to, if you take the picture and you mirror it on its mm-hmm. side and apply a filter that cranks up the, uh, the yeah. contrast, yes, then yes, you yes. can kind of see a face. <laughs> 
I and I here's the thing. I didn't see it before because uh, I've been looking at this photo like, where's the alien? But now that you say it, I do see it. And if I were to paint a word picture, this is going to be my job for this episode. You're a word uh, painter. I'm, I'm the word painter. Uh, if it looks like a Solarian from Mass Effect. Oh, yeah, like, kind of. Yeah. The the little guys who talk really fast. Yeah. The little the little thin little guys. Uh, they got like, I mean, it's a classic alien. Big head, bug eyes, sort of fit like very skinny jaw uh, that sort of hangs down. That's what it sort of looks like vaguely. Yeah. If you mirror and you crank up the contrast and you lighten <laughs> yeah, the picture, then in the fo- it's not in the picture. It's not in the painting. You have to duplicate it and like, yeah, do all this, these effects to it. But yeah, yeah it's but there. It's, so that's, that's, that's a fun one. The other one is um, a little bit less convincing, but it's a much more famous painting, which is Mona Lisa, which I, there you go. I can, I can do another travel flex. I have seen the Mona Lisa. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> it's I've funny. heard actually it's not a great experience because well, it's so no, crowded. It's in the, yeah. Cause it's, it, it's, it's, it's a little painting like it's like about the size of a regular sheet of paper but Mm. it's in this massive room because everyone goes to the louvre to see the mona lisa Uh and so the room is always packed and yeah to get even close enough to even look at it which is wild because i found out recently ish that the mona lisa actually wasn't that famous of a painting until uh in the early 20th century there was an attempted robbery uh somebody like tried to steal it or did steal it briefly and they got it back and the sort of media blitz riled up about the Mona Lisa being stolen is what basically gave it a lot of its fame that it has today. So oh. see, and, and I don't and I didn't even know that. So it's not like my knowledge. It's not like I'm thinking it's famous because of it was stolen. It just it every everything sort of multiplies and continues forward. Now, fine art is uh, fine art is interesting because a lot of times its value comes from the story behind the, yeah. the, the picture. Right. Um, and this is another one. where OK, so this is a, if you mirror uh Mona you gotta Lisa, mirror it yeah and then you zoom in to one part you get a face and i i showed you a i zoomed in and pointed at the face and yes. this is very much like ancient aliens this is low even for you <laughs> it this one's even harder to explain it it kind of looks like a face it not really it looks it, if anything maybe it's like uh, someone wearing a mask because there's really not even a nose or a mouth you just sort of see eyes and a general head shape um but also, I don't know because I'm, I'm looking at this because you you do have to mirror it again. You have to mirror the Mona Lisa and then put it together. And then, but where is this? Because you have the the image of the face separate from the actual painting. Where is it's this sort located? Of, it's I can't where even the find two it. sides of Mona Lisa meet each other. It's it's dark. Uh, yeah. The picture is dark, and you have to lighten it up. You have to like crank up. This. Yeah, crank up the brightness on it. Yeah, this one doesn't. This one, the other one makes more sense. It, look, the other one looks more convincing to me. This one is just. This is just our brains being like, everything's a face. Yeah. Oh, you just define pareidolia. Um, oh, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like they, so this is like a, the, the other thing. So there's a couple things that might lead people to go in this direction, which is one, um, there is actually something to Leonardo da Vinci. Like he, um, he wrote his notes with a mirror. So mm. like that kind of reflection thing is like a thing that he was, that he played with a lot. Yeah, and okay. he was also known for hiding things in his paintings. So there's there's a little bit to it, but yeah. this is this is stretching. And and because the Mona Lisa is like one of the most famous paintings to ever exist, there's tons of conspiracy theories surrounding it. Yeah. And I feel like this one is just another bit of a stretch. But as we've seen in Ancient Aliens, that one of the things that comes up often is that they try to latch on to big and famous uh, pictures. 
uh, right. or big and big and famous things because they're then you get the sort of like um the, it feels the, like the, the, the leonardo dicaprio pointing at the tv moment right. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it feels it feels more credible it feels more momentous if it was just like yeah there was a you know if i did a if i did a finger painting when i was younger that had aliens i don't think ancient aliens would be like see scott knew scott knew about it do you see this kid named scott he knew about it i don't think they would do that uh i would be flattered if they did but they wouldn't but yeah hanging on to something like mona lisa feels like it's a way to make them seem more credible that does remind me of uh another i mean this is a, this is a real tangent but um it's one of my favorite pieces of you were talking about like art that as a kid yeah um, so i think again, i know where you're going you know about on fem is this the is this the art that was discovered by, by a yes. kid like yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's a, so it's yeah it's a, from novgorod um it's a it's a which is a city in russia or at mm-hmm. least it was a, it was a part of russia in the past but it's basically this um they've discovered a bunch of art that was from this uh this child who lived in the 13th century there mm-hmm. and it's just like like it's just like a bunch of uh, like not only is like a bunch of writing pro like like kind of like schoolwork that he did, but in between that, it's just like a bunch of like very obvious like child art, like just drawings that of that kids would do. But it's yeah. like it's very interesting to see because it's like this is like eight hundred years old, and it's like <laughs> it's like the stuff that you would see like a kindergartner bring home that kind of thing. Oh, it's fantastic. it's amazing. It's like go like oh man, um, actually Trey the Explainer who was on this podcast uh, did a video uh, about it. That's really good. So yeah. um, you go watch it. Out. But I, I I don't know. There's something about that that I was that there's something like magical about like preserving like that just like that kids have been drawing weird looking art of them as a knight on the back of a horse that looks like it could be a giraffe, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it's like, oh man, kids are immortal. Like, you know. Yeah. And we should be hanging up more art in more kid art in a museum. Why we gotta move over Mona Lisa my kid my kid I don't have a kid my kid drew something that I think is cute and I put it on the fridge and it's gonna be in the Louvre now we should all take turns Mona Lisa's been there long enough yeah it's true Leonardo da Vinci's had his time in the sun move aside I've got a baby that in a few years will probably start finger painting probably yeah. Um, so, so yeah, these two cases are just something called pareidolia, um, yeah. which is a term that uh, you you defined already, which is that we we tend to well we we do we have a brain uh, we have brains. Uh, That's and true. One of the things about our brains is that we are um, like we evolved to basically look for hidden predators and to find prey and all those things, which means that we are basically um, connection making machines. We yes. are looking for signs in basically everything, um, and so we have. This this nasty habit of trying to find meaningful interpretations of nebulous stimuli. Mm-hmm. Um, and this shows up in a lot of stuff. Some of the more common ones that everyone is probably familiar with is like constellations. Uh, we have like seeing pictures in clouds, seeing the man in the moon or, or things yeah. like that. Yeah, The smiley face on Mars. Mm-hmm. Other things that would show up too are like parado- like uh, another example of pareidolia might be like, if you remember from the, I mean, neither of us are old enough to remember this, but the satanic panic where they were like playing records sure. backwards to show well, satanic hey, stuff. I have great news, Tristan. It's back baby <laughs> oh they're doing that again <laughs> they're doing it again D more popular than ever why satan and that whatnot. makes sense yeah um yeah i mean satan's fun um is, is that a thing you want me to cut out of the podcast or are you cool <laughs> leaving that just in there just point blank what's the there's a line from the simpsons like uh all the best bands are associated with satan like yeah this is, what's it called i listen to iron maiden in high school this is my thing um all right all right 
but uh, the other thing too is that um, like this shows up. This is like a different realm of uh, of like pseudoscience and pseudo is like is like ghost hunters and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. You've probably seen a lot of like um, there's something called EVPs in uh, in ghost yeah. circles, which is basically where they uh, take a like recorder and crank up the gain, uh, and what yes. they get is just and but in a silent room, and so what they just get is a big wall of static, and then they try to uh, hear things in the static. Yeah, it'll be, they'll get a noise that's like... And then they will just be like, oh, I think I heard it say, I think I heard it say, I buried treasure under the house. We got to dig right now. Yeah. Or something. It'll be like, I'm help me or something. You know, it'll just do whatever. Yeah. Classic. I'm allergic to cats. Like all the things that ghosts say. Yeah. Uh, good, good, ghosts say, mm-hmm. um, we were, pl- Oh, I was, I was playing D and D last night and we have, uh, we're doing curse of Strahd and we went to a town where one of the, uh, one of the guards was like constantly talking as if we were good, good, good ghosts. Oh, that's uh, fun. And you came to mind. That's sweet. But the most common one that we found is that we find faces in things a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually this really interesting study in 2009 that found that uh, we actually like it studied like the amount of time for us to process pictures in our brains. Mm-hmm. And so like basically what we found is that we actually process pictures faster if they have even face like shapes in them, which sort of implies that our brains are hardwired with like face recognition mechanics oh. in them. Oh, okay. And so we can we can see faces. We are like because if you think about it, we're social animals, and we were yeah. we evolved to be able to uh, tell intention on friends and enemies and all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And so being able to identify faces and especially like the mood that the face is having as fast as you can is would be ad would be evolutionarily advantageous. And so the fact that we have like you know this ability to recognize faces anywhere is mm, makes sense. Do you um, think then? And not to get off on another tangent, since we're still on the tippy top of this episode but do you think then that people who are face blind are less likely to make these sort to like become superstitious or whatever and like make these sort of connections and leaps between things because they can't actually see that would be a very good because it's probably that part of the brain that is not functioning right so yeah yeah, that could be the case but um but of course you know that's just a speculation yeah that'd be if anyone's looking for their uh master's thesis project in uh, in neuropsych then that would be a good one to try yeah let me know yeah and Uh, mention me yeah but Um, but mention me only in the way that a ghost's evp would do it so at the mm -hmm. end of your paper just scribble something that's like and now i'll know that it's me yeah, there you go. Um, so that, that's all that's all stuff on pareidolia. So let's move into the sort of missing context stuff. And this picture, I just want you to I just want to get your first uh, reaction <laughs> to this picture. <laughs> I already right click save as this one, but I totally missed this. Why does this person have a, a why does this demon have a whole other face on its ass? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I missed that entirely until I scrolled down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. To paint you a bigger picture, audience, it looks like some sort of uh, religious figure uh, dressed to the nines in like sort of uh, medieval religious garb. Uh, and then in front of this person is what looks to be a winged demon. Uh, very scrawny, but, you know, very scrawny, very bony, very spiky. He got horns and whatnot holding a book uh for this religious figure and uh it it has a face on its head it also has a face on its butt 
Yup. Um, so I don't know. So this has to, this is called St. Wolfgang and the devil. Uh, uh-huh. it came out in 1475. Um, and what, and it's by this, uh, Renaissance painter by the name of Michael Packer. Um, and basically it's around the legend of a guy by the name of St. Wolfgang, who was a bishop in Regenburg in Bavaria, mm-hmm. who in the 10th century reportedly tricked the devil into building a church. So that's a painting of, of St. Wolfgang tricking the devil into building oh, a church. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Doesn't explain my main question, but I'm sort of, no, I'm, no, I'm getting um, the story behind it. Yeah. I, 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 I did not think to Google why does St. Wolfgang the devil have a face on its butt, but, um, and, and when I say it has a face on its butt, I want you to know it has, it has like eye sockets with eyeballs that have like their own distinct color and also a mouth with maybe a tooth in there, a singular tooth in this, mm-hmm. in this mouth. And it's the entirety of this, of this creatures uh, behind. And I don't, I don't want to get any more blue about it. I don't want to get, you know, I don't want we're an up, we're an upstanding podcast. It's a family Fam- podcast, family, family friendly. Um, but yeah, this creature does have another creature on the, uh, on its rear end. Yeah. So the depth of the conspiracy goes real deep, which is that uh, people believe that this is an alien. No, it sort of just looks like a demon to me, like a like a like a demon with a face butt. But what but what if it was a face butt alien? That could be that could be. It's like if uh, it's imagine if this was if and I imagine if this was how Voldemort like presented himself on the on the back of Coral in the first <laughs> Harry Potter. He just turns down and pulls out his pants and that's <laughs> what the face is. <laughs> Harry Potter. I oh. just like the, the crack is what opens up when he yeah. talks. It's like <laughs> Bravery, your parents had it too. <laughs> Honestly, I would read that book. I've never read any of the Harry Potters, but I would read that one if Voldemort was a butt, a literal butt. I would start there. <laughs> well, um, so that's that. That Well, I don't know if there's any topping that one today. All right. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So unfortunately, the furthest I can get on that is, I don't know, could be an alien. <laughs> well, all right. This is as much that's a, that's as much convinced as I've ever been. This, yeah. this this demon is actually an alien with a face butt. By the way, also, people, I will be tweeting out these photos on yeah, yeah. Prob, Probs Not Aliens Twitter uh, at Probs Not Aliens. Go, go check it out. See the face butt right now. So this next one. So this next one is called The Annunciation of St. Emidius. Um, and it's a really cool painting. Like there's it a lot of really cool. cool stuff going on. A lot of that classic Renaissance perspective stuff. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that does seem interesting is that there's uh, some sort of saucer in the sky that is shooting a laser beam right into the head oh, wow. of a woman. I didn't even real. I didn't notice. Through that. a there's very th- conveniently placed hole in the wall. It sure is. Yeah, no, there's there's so much going on in this painting. It's just it just sort of looks like an alley in a nice, bright uh, city. And there's just like a lot going on. Some a lot of people, a lot of birds. And I totally missed. Yeah, this weird little saucer thing kind of in the background shooting a light beam from the sky through a hole in the building into this yeah directly into this woman's head yeah um so what the hell's going on here i don't know yeah um is that a ufo um that is apparently beaming a bird into this woman's head um obviously this this must be ufos or gotta be no don't hit me with the or 
Um, let's talk a little bit about this. This was actually painted by a guy by the name of Carlo Crivelli, um, okay. who basically made this painting to celebrate the announcement by the angel Gabriel to the Virgin Mary that she would become the mother of Jesus. So that lady that's being lasered in the head, that is that is uh, Virgin Mary. Oh, that's what immaculate conception is. Yeah, this is this is what it looks like. Um, gotcha. This, so, uh, yeah, so the theory suggests that the halo um, of the Holy Spirit depicted in the top left is shining down. Uh, there's the theory is that that is a UFO. Right, 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 right. Obviously. But, yeah. And then but it's not. It's a it's a it, does, late, it it's certainly a, so it certainly does look like a UFO from a distance. It does, though, um, is the thing. And here's the main reason that I think that this happened. And that is uh, from a lot of the stuff that I found that were trying to claim that this was the case. They had very bad like a lot of this stuff comes from like the early Internet. And there's some and they're really like this is a huge version that I got off the Wikimedia Commons. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're the early ones have very low resolution versions of these pictures um so they're blurry or pixelated and things like that and so it does seem that those pictures seem to be passed around the internet and they only got Ah. like a little kind of like uh not great thing um but if they had been familiar with it if they had been familiar with the art of the period they would know that there's actually a lot of paintings that show the annunciation where a ray uh shoots from a circular cat cloud onto the head of the madonna or the virgin mary okay could but what if it was just a lot of people witnessing aliens at the same time could be could be this is just a more common like that's why they're all so nonplussed about it um yeah so like the thing is that it so what this what this means is that this was part of a sort of uh genre of um of depictions of this specific uh moment in biblical history and it has a sort of what's called a, what's called in art history an iconographic language because it is a sort of shorthand for mm-hmm. uh, a certain thing a certain activity that would have made sense if you were around at the time or if you're a trained art historian but looks alien today because we don't have the context we don't have the cultural education about it right 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 um i think that if you could talk about like uh i was kind of thinking about your your memes video from a few weeks back where a lot of understanding a lot of them comes from context and that in like yeah if you look if there's a comic book where joker talks about how he has a boner yeah and he just every word every every like fifth word is him being like boner 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 and then if you look at it through today's lens it's like ha 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 like a penis yeah so this is why the uh this is why the enunciation of the of the madonna is like the joker saying the word boner a whole lot right 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 right. it's they're the exact same thing or that new one that i just saw that you had uh put attention to today of the penguin uh talking about twinks that one is apparently doctored but i still i still will put it in 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 a video i'll 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 do i have to i have a sequel to make people liked that one uh but yeah no it's just it the boner thing was just because back in the day boner just meant like flub it just mm-hmm. meant like i made a mistake so joker's like oh you're gonna wait you're gonna take a good hard look at my mistake you're gonna take a good hard look at my boner sort of a thing it's still a little weird but I it guess- is it is weird especially for how many times they use the word boner it's like 40 something times in this one comic book it's it does a lot feel like there was a bet involved or yeah or, or something there was like something a gag like at the office yeah they had to have known it's a bunch of overworked nerds in the 50s and 60s <laughs> bunch who, of like 
it still works. Yeah, I just I, I just imagine I just imagine like that that early because like, that, that that looks to me like Golden Age Batman, and so I would imagine yeah. that it was like you know it's like the forties, thirties, or whatever, and I could just imagine what imagine what the writers' room of like very early Batman would have been like of the kind of people who would draw superhero comics in the nineteen forties, mm-hmm. you know, overworked and underpaid, trying to make themselves laugh a little bit, and Bone nerds way before it was cool. Oh yeah. And it's um, not even cool anymore. That's yeah. how far it's come. It's now like, now oh, and now it's like Marvel. Please stop making movies. I want to see other movies now. Yeah, stop they, it. They keep making new phases. And I like, I guess I haven't seen a new Marvel since Shang-Chi. So I don't even know right. what's going on in it anymore. I've but give, I just saw that they, while you were gone, they just announced like 400 new oh, Marvel movies. It, it, Tristan, they got more to go. They got, they're announcing more in like a couple weeks or something like that. Like they're, there's going to be two Avengers movie in one year. Yeah, Two like, Avengers movies. And then it also came out around the same time that they were like uh, that, like stuff came out about how they were like extremely overworking yeah. and underpaying their CGI artists. And then oh, didn't the new that. Thor movie changed. had like one of the worst looking like random people or something yeah. like that that became. A I meme. haven't even seen the Thor movie yet because I just it I I've been traveling and also I gave I gave up on the idea of watching Marvel movies as soon as they come out. Like what's all right we're. <laughs> We'll do a, we're, this is too much of a tangent. We have so much to go through. Something, something, boners and Virgin Mary. But don't we need to talk about what secret invasion is? Or or like what about what? or what about Echo? Remember Echo? Remember Echo I from sure the is, Hawkeye. I, 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 yeah, Echo from Hawkeye. I sure as hell remember that name. Um, Iron Heart. Like it's like the, Iron Man, but not. Um, but or, 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 I, or, look, or I don't. I Agatha. like these. Remember Agatha? Agatha. Okay. Everyone loves find, Agatha. You've hit um, on one that I actually am like. Eh. <laughs> Or what? What's? I don't know what a thunderbolts is, but that um, thunderbolts um, armor wars. Yeah. Um, are you just gonna list all of them? Are I'm gonna... listing the ones that are like I have no idea. I couldn't even begin to tell you what Wonder Man. I don't know what a Wonder Man is. Wonder is that a real one? I didn't even see that one announced. I, I guess I don't. Know. I don't know. So so yeah, just I'm look. They're making listen. a Namor one, and they're or they're gonna do a Namor in in Black Panther, and so I have to make a Namor video or two, and that makes me really upset that I have to do that. But it does look like it's another tie-in for Ancient Alien stuff, though. So maybe we could do a video again about Namor, or, or you could talk about Nandor, the Relentless, from What We Do in the Shadows. That's even better. It's more way more fun. Um, We've gotten way off track. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a uh, this is a very what it actually is is it's a the 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 UFO is a painting of a representation of divine power. Yeah. Uh, an object in the sky that's a radiant circle of clouds that contains uh, two circles of small angels. And so I found a really high res version of this picture and I cropped out just the flying saucer. And if you look really closely, you can see yeah. that it is a cloud and you can actually see like the little like halos and wings of angels in there. That is true. It does. It it is very unmistakably a cloud. Mm-hmm. But also, I think Jordan Peele's Nope has aliens that are disguised as a cloud. I can't remember. I've not seen it yet. I, oh. I don't know why I said I can't remember. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I can't remember that thing that I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is that it does seem that what it is beaming into the Madonna's head is a bird, which is a very common uh, representation of the Holy Spirit. Okay. The missing the missing third type of heat of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. The bird. The bird, the bird, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then bird. That's a thing, right? Well, I don't know what you're saying right now. The Trinity. I know what the Trinity is. What? What's with what, what the bird? What's with the, the bird? bird? Is the, the third, like the Father, Son, and then the bird. There's a bird. Yeah. The, There's the, a bird the, involved. The bird of God. The bird. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I have, I have, I have literally never had a satisfying description of what the Holy Ghost is. So, well, let's just say it's a bird for now. Yeah, the bird of God. That works the bird for me. of God. <laughs> um, so the next one we're going to talk about is probably the most iconic of these like UFOs and old paintings thing, which is called the Madonna of uh, with Saint Giovanni. Yeah. Oh. I have seen this. Yeah, this one shows up a yeah. lot. I think it's even in the opening like shtick for ancient aliens. For ancient aliens, I think you're right. Uh, if I can paint this one, so this is like a circular painting, um, and it is what I assume is this. Is it's this Virgin Mary. Virgin yeah, yeah. Mary. Yeah, this is Virgin Mary with an extremely buff toddler. Uh, an extremely buff toddler. It's another one of my very fun like art themes in uh in his in like art history, Christian art history. Yeah. So there was this time where they were like Jesus was perfect. Yeah. Which means that he never changed. Which means that he was born like a little adult portioned man. Yeah. As there's all these old this... paintings of Jesus looking like like a little like as a baby, but looking like like ripped and muscly. This baby is. Jacked. I don't this think baby, that is Jesus, but it just reminds me of okay, that. Okay, it is a baby that is absolutely shredded, uh, and it's being held up by a, uh, what I presume is an angel, not a biblically accurate one, if you ask me, because it just looks like another baby with a halo who's let not as jacked, but I guess we can't see that baby as well. Uh, and it's just everything about this looks totally, totally normal. Um, like you wouldn't even blink, you know, just walking by it, uh, except in the very back. Back in the sky, there looks to be uh, what uh, what looks maybe on first glance to be a smudge of some kind. But if you keep zooming in, you see uh, something in the sky that looks like it's radiating light. And it looks like it could be a spaceship. And there's even a person on the ground in the far background of this painting looking up at this thing in the sky. So, you know, it was it had to have been something intentional that this other person, this other subject in the painting is looking up at this really tiny smudge that does appear to be like like a like a George Jetson vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is. uh, So this painting's in the uh, the Palazzo Vecchio uh, in the Hercules room, and it's actually known locally as the Madonna del ufo or our lady of the flying saucer (laughs) um and yeah it does look a lot like a ufo i'm not gonna lie no Um, yeah it does so what it is from what i could find and one of the funniest uh articles that i found that actually like explained this to me the most accessible way um was an article explaining these photo these paintings um by like i i I shit you not like it was like a website that was like uh cool uh educational articles for catholic kids (laughs) For cool Catholic kids. Like I was trying to be like, hello, fellow kids. Yeah, Yeah, like cool teen teen Catholic. Painting facts for cool Catholic teens. Yeah, so, um, but, um, because they were trying to like appeal to the kids by talking about ancient aliens. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but what they say is that this is apparently uh, angels they that appeared uh, to a shepherds uh, around the birth of Christ. And in a lot of older paintings before what was called the Neoplatonist period, uh, there was a lot of angels being depicted this way. So like we talked about this in previous episodes that angels were, you know, inhuman monsters um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of incomprehensible. Uh, Too many eyeballs. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
But then um, there was sort of uh, as the Catholic Church sort of and like the Renaissance really dug in, the the style sort of changed and they sort of took a look at like uh, their sort of interest in human forms and also trying to do some syncretism with Roman religion and stuff like that. Angels mm-hmm. started to turn into sort of the winged uh, Virgils that they are today. Um, and so this is sort of a throwback to uh, an older idea of angels. And it is out of place. And that's what I think is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because then it makes me question why there's the other what looks to be angel in the in the much more foreground. But it's, it's just like a lo- another little baby that has a halo. Mm-hmm. So this is what I think is interesting because this is not from this is not from the time when they depicted angels this way, oh. which is um, which sticks out. And so I had to do a little bit of sleuthing to find out why are they doing oh. such like an old style angel in this thing. Hit me with it, Nancy And I came Drew. across a very interesting story about what was going on in Florence at this time. So okay. are you ready for some Florence stories? Oh, I, I'm always ready for some Florence stories. So the time when this painting came out, it was uh, the, the city of Florence had become, had come under the sway oh, of... Oh, the city of Florence. I yes. thought we were going to talk about Florence Pugh for a second. I, I like talking what? about Florence Pugh. I don't know who that is. Oh my God. Watch a movie, Tristan. <laughs> I I watched part of Blade Runner 2049 recently. I don't think she was in that. Florence Pugh's great. Anyway, we're talking about the, the Florence city. from the Florence and the Machine? No, no right? No, different okay. Florence. People, everyone's named Florence these days. Just okay. don't worry about it. Florence the city. Sorry, continue. So in this time, apparently Florence was under the sway of an infamous uh, friar by the name of Girolamo Savonarola, um, who was apparently this fire and brimstone monk that got very famous because he was doing all of these like sermons that were uh, condemning the corruption that he saw in the ruling Florentine family, the Medicis. Mm-hmm. And basically because of the- Can you corru- say Medici again, but put a little spice on that? The Medici. Thank you. Um, which are, if you, um, some people are like, I recognize the Medicis because they were mm-hmm. very big Renaissance pat- patrons, basically, right? Um, but basically the, like this guy was saying that like, the end of the world revelations is coming because of the corruption of the evil Medici's and like all that kind of stuff. Um, and called for like this return to traditional Catholic values. And at the same time, Florence was uh, under threat of getting invaded by France. And this stuff together led to this sort of um, big, like religious reactionary movement within mm. Florence. Uh, and they actually threw out the Medicis and declared themselves a republic and made Jesus the king of the city. Oh, okay. Would, did he have to be around to do that? Uh, it's, I don't know. Probably it seems not. like not, right? He, yeah, he has. He, no one's seen much of him in the last few millennia. So slacker. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you, oh, you come back to life one time, and everyone's like, "Oh wow, that's enough for me." Like you know, I still have to show up to work every day. Yeah, and I die like every other week. I know. Anyways, of boredom. <laughs> when there's not when there's not more episodes of this podcast to yeah. listen to. So subscribe propsonaliens.com. Um, so we're so good at this. <laughs> it's so good, so good. We're pros. 
So, yeah. And so Florence was a republic. They had thrown out the Medicis and they basically just got onto this like religious fervor as the, essentially Florence became a theocracy. Um, and in this time, they uh, invented this new famous expression that apparently is still kind of a turn today, which is called the bonfire of the vanities, where they would Ooh. take symbols of corruption and degeneracy and burn them in these big bonfires in the street where they burn things like uh, gambling paraphernalia, uh, also things like uh, wigs, fineries, trinkets, baubles, and symbols of moral moral decadence like obscene books as well as art and precious objects. So you can imagine mm. that this was like, you can imagine like this like hardcore religious backlash yeah. trying to uh, avert the end of days. They throw out the ruling family and they just start burning all of these symbols of sin yes. and corruption. Um, so you can imagine this is a pretty tough, pretty tough crowd to be an artist in. Oh, I like the collar pull. That yeah. You just, man. Um, so that meant that so you could imagine that that amount of uh, suspicion and condemnation would influence the artists who are working at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And there were a lot of people like uh, the famous Sandra Botticelli, who um, who's actually who's the Medici's were his patrons, who did famous things like denounce their earlier work as heathens and uh, proclaim themselves ready to represent mystical subjects in a more pure form, which meant a more rigid and archaic and didactic style because hmm. they rejected sort of the the Neoplatonism uh, depiction of angels as sort of this degenerate, uh, you know, heathen uh, art form and decided to return to older, safer icons of of representing angels. Right, right. And so people are thinking and so people People are thinking that, you know, uh, Maynardi's Madonna here is part of that. And we do see elements of it in many other paintings uh, of the nativity, which is sort of the birth of Jesus. Um, there are there are sort of angels depicted this way in groups and by artists like Foppa, uh, Pinturicchio, Pinturicchio, yeah. Aspertini, Di Credi, yeah. uh, Bronzio, <laughs> Bronzino, Luini. As as you, if you put an accent on it, there's no way you're mispronouncing Gerlandeo, it. And, and also Van der Goss, who is a, I believe a uh, Flemish painter. Oh, um, can you do that with, but can you also do that with an Italian? Van der Goes. Um, Perfect. But yeah, all of them have a angelic visitation scene and it's depicted as a sort of luminous cloud or figure that is emerging from the luminous cloud. So this is sort of like an artistic sort of backlash a little bit to go back to how things were mm -hmm. sort of what you're saying. Yeah. Interesting. Furthermore too, um, these things like are influenced because this is art, right? So these things are influenced and uh, and figured out through various different means because there's no uh, like reference to luminous clouds in Luke, which I think is the book of the Bible that has the nativity story in it. I don't know. I'm not a Bible sure. scholar. Um, One of them does. But the thing is that actually not only did Renaissance painters uh, take ideas from the Gospels, but they also took sources from apocryphal sources as well as devotional texts that contain popular characters. And one of the apocryphal Gospels uh, that was drawn upon artists in this period was uh, James's proto gospel that features a very detailed description of the nativity in which no angels appear, but instead a cloud oh. of light attends the birth. And the quote oh. is, uh, and behold, a luminous cloud overshadowed the cave. And the midwife said, my soul has been magnified this day because mine eyes have seen wondrous things that salvation has been brought forth to Israel. And immediately the cloud 
cloud disappeared from the cave and such a great light shone in the cave that the eyes could not bear it. So it was all the gl- the glow cloud. So this is a famous this is a famous thing that was going around at the time. So a lot of times the depiction of the angels overseeing the nativity were instead a sort of luminous cloud, like say interest this thing that is near uh, the Madonna here. Well, there you go. So what we see here is that in the late 1400s in Florence, uh, Mainardi is subject to the political situation at the time, but also the sort of tradition, the iconographic the iconographic traditions of Mm -hmm. uh, what's going on in devotional art in this period. And if you think about it through understanding context and understanding like, you know, history and everything like that, all of a sudden this UFO makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I think so. They're not UFOs. Everything's been like either our brains trying to find faces or just glow clouds, fancy clouds in the sky that are, that are also similarly ominous, but for different reasons. And there's another case here too with, um, with this one that I don't have, I didn't find a lot of descriptions of, but there's a 1710 painting called the baptism of Christ, where you see something that looks very disc shaped and has these rays coming down. It's by a Flemish artist by the name of Erte Gelder. And in the end, like now that you kind of understand the context, this yeah. is, uh, this makes a lot more sense. I think so too. This one's a cool one too. And again, well, we're going to tweet all these out. Yep. So go follow us. Do we've got some more to go through, don't we? Yeah. And I'm starting to think that this might need a part two. Should we split this up? Sure. Audience, what do you think? <laughs> Shout out now. What do you, should we do a part two on clouds or on, sorry, the rest of it's not going to be about clouds. I imagine. Is it? <laughs> no. Then, it would, then we could just rapid fire paint alien painting. Should we do a part two on alien paintings? I think so. I'm seeing a whole bunch of these that look really fun and interesting. Let's do it, Tristan. So we will be back for part two. But before, uh, in the week, while you are waiting with bated breath to find out what other paintings are not of aliens, you could uh, find out more about what's going on and see the pictures from this podcast from our Twitter account at Probs Not Aliens. That's true. Go follow us over there. We have a lot of fun people who are who just like to point out all the stuff. Yeah, we I was get say, wrong. We have a, it's a very good funnel for everyone telling us when we're wrong. And oh man, did Boy. Pencilgate has uh <laughs> Pencilgate's got a lot going on with that one. We this got this a lot is of like the number one emails. This is the number this is like the most internet uh example because in the podcast I was like, this is probably not true, but it is very like uh descriptive of how these two sides manage engineering problems. And everyone was like, that is incorrect. That thing that you said was incorrect was incorrect. We were making a joke. Everyone knows that. Everyone's been nice. Yeah. Uh, so, and you can follow us each separately on the internet if you want to do that. Uh, Tristan, where can people find you and the things that you're doing with your big brain? Uh, I have a YouTube channel called Step Back and, um, you know, I have a new video coming out soon on the, uh, speaking of, uh, virgin births, uh, or speaking of, you know, uh, nativity scenes, uh, on, uh, people's right to, um, stop being pregnant in America and how yeah. there's a whole history behind behind yes. the, the, the shit that's gone down in America recently. Um, it's but, a fun time. Yeah, yeah. And this is an interesting, we get we get to live through an interesting time of history. We get to see how it ends. Um, but Scott, <laughs> yeah. you also make content that it I probably do. is a lot less dour. Oh my gosh. I am I mean, I, I have a YouTube channel called NerdSync, N-E-R-D-S-Y-N-C, where I make uh, video essays about comics and superheroes and movies and cartoons. I'm working on, I'm working on one right now about Thor the Dark 
Dark World. And it's so much different. It's so much different than Tristan's video about abortion because my video about Thor the Dark World is going to be about abortion. So you can <laughs> that go is ahead. A very, that, is, that is clickbait right there. This is my uh, Thor the Dark World video about abortion. <laughs> yep. So go ahead and subscribe over there for that one. Uh, but I also just make sillier videos as well where I just get together with my friends and we watch some sort of weird, goofy old piece of media. Uh, and I think that's just a lot of fun. So go check it out. Uh, we'll have all the links to everything in the description. You can also write reviews to this podcast. We love it when people do that. People have done it in the past and we like that it will continue, I presume. So thank you to everyone for doing that. Uh, Tristan, you got something exciting that you wanted to talk about. Oh, Someone yes. sent you something. Yes. Uh, I wanted to thank Juniper, a wonderful listener to this podcast, who sent me into my P.O. box a copy of a book called The Anunnaki of Nibiru, Mankind kinds forgotten creators and slavers destroyers saviors and hidden architects of the new world order oh um, so uh i haven't gotten a deep look into this book yet because i just picked it up this morning but um i did notice some some very interesting um typographical uh uniqueness like pages uh-huh. that have like a single sentence on them oh fun or, or things like that um and i think that there's i'm, I'm think i'm seeing i think it's in like the stand like the basic font that microsoft word comes in oh cool so there's a lot of fun stuff in this but um yeah uh juniper sent me a dm a few weeks ago that was like hey do you want this extremely weird book that i have and i'm like okay yes please so you sent me a picture of this saying that of this book saying that someone sent it to you and i didn't know it was like a fan trying to like get in touch and be like this fits feels right up your guys's alley i thought it was someone who was like annoyed that we kept trying to debunk things and they were like yeah well if you just read this book then you'll understand all the things about all aliens and whatnot um but i'm glad to know that it wasn't that that it was a fan i hope you've not corrected me so far so i don't know uh, J- uh juniper and i've talked in the dms a little bit and they do seem uh quite they seem like the podcast and they're the, 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 the thought that i might be able to make something she yeah. thought i might be okay. able to make something out of this oh thank goodness well anyway thanks so much for listening and uh thanks thanks for telling your friends about the show too that's how we grow mm-hmm. and if you want to tell your friends more uh where to listen that was a bad sentence if you want to tell your friends where to go to listen to more of this show you can do so at probsnotaliens.com that's where you can find links to all of the uh, places where you can listen to this this podcast that we do and and that's i mean that's that's really it right that's yes. your homework mm-hmm. so we will be back for more art history next week but until then, the truth oh. is out there. Uh, yes, uh, yes. Uh, probably. Hey, pizza. Pizzeria. Eastside Mario's, Eastside Mario's. Hey, bada bing, bada boom. That's, there's my Canadian cred right there.